This is the ghost from podcast future. You're gonna love this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Just Too Queer podcast, episode 11. 11, y'all. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. In this episode, we thought we would get creepy and spooky and scary. Creepy, spooky, scary. Because Fourth of July is over. I'm ready for Halloween. Me too. (laughs) So let's get it started. Fourth of July, Halloween. July 5th, Halloween. Let's do it. (laughs) It's going to be released on the 6th. Yeah. but It'd be like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> so I found 11 of the scariest ghost stories from Reddit on the travelchannel.com. <laughs> you know what's funny is I've been watching a lot of ghost hunter or ghost adventures lately. I love that so much. Just because it's, you know, it's, it's funny. and funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Is that what I used to watch like as a kid? Like I feel like I would come home from school some days and it would be on. Or like I'd be home at random times and I would just watch it. Sometimes I'd get real spooked out and I'd be all creeped out. Yeah. I'd be like watching in my parents' bedroom and then be like, okay, I'm going to go spend some time with one of my siblings so I'm not alone. Right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little creeped out. I don't like... I don't really get scared by them anymore. I don't anymore. Like as an as, adult. Uh, yeah, as an adult. But as a child, I definitely was like, um, ooh, ooh, <laughs> The most uh, of the time that I actually watched scary stuff was at your house because I knew I'd be with you and your brother. Yeah. You would have someone to be around. Yeah. All right. Let's get started on let's this. Do it. Ghost stories. This is leave the lights on when you read these bone chilling stories of average people encountering the paranormal. this was posted august 5th of 2021 okay this first one is called it wasn't a little girl i was camping with my husband and his family at a small remote lake in new mexico there were about 10 people in our group and another group of six people in the next campsite it was nighttime and both groups were doing typical activities making s'mores having a few drinks telling stories when we all heard what sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive we were hearing a little girl and decided to search the area we heard the noises from together. See, that's some white people shit right there. Yeah. I'm not searching for shit. I'm not going to search for shit. I'm not searching for nobody. (laughs) There was a field behind our campsite, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field making the noises. We all agreed this thing looked maybe six feet tall, skinny, and white as can be. We made our way closer to navigate, but whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer, and it disappeared into the trees. Skinwalker. All night, we continued to hear a little girl calling for help as we tried to sleep. That's... Nah, I'd be like, we're going home now. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't believe, even with like... Well, how many people were that? Was that technically supposed to be? 16 people. Ain't no way some monster is going to be like, oh, no, I'm backing up, dog. I'm I'm good with this. I'm not. I'm going to go into the trees now. No. I'm going to keep calling for help. No, a monster's going to murk you. I yeah. feel like, especially this. 
in New Mexico? Well, also, like, why... The whole point of this monster doing this would be to lure, lure you. People, yeah. So why would he be... Why would they be backing off? Yeah. Debunked. Oh, God, I don't Debunked. know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Debunked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This one is called The Walking Dead. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. You should have been one reading this. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of our residents was an elective mute which means that he didn't slash wouldn't slash couldn't talk. But there were no medical reasons as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then. With the exception of being close to seven feet tall, he'd been raised in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19. But one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in my part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Dunchin, not the real name. Why put the whole name in there? <laughs> and I've been dead for ten years. <laughs> Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. Mm. Ooh, oh snap. The family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. What shitty family? Bruh, at least go see if it's really him. Yeah. I mean, shit. Marion paced all day every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, Is but this... not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen periodically throwing his head back in that laughter mimicking way of his is this the same story yeah various medications were tried but they did not affect him either positively or negatively occupational therapy did nothing because mary would just grin and unless told to stay put he'd get up and start pacing again on my last day at the job the last thing i saw was marion pacing in the parking lot throwing his head back to laugh Later, I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these years, I still don't know. Ooh. The, throwing the head back and, like, laughing silently kind of yeah. creeps me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of creeps me out, babe. That would freak me out. I don't like that. Yeah. I'd be like, um, I don't want to work with this person anymore. <laughs> I'm done now. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Bye. Bye. Our next story, The Unrest Stop. I was driving across country with my mom and sister when I was 16 and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were well rested, still, and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men standing still outside of it. 
When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work, and they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us, and the two men had not moved at all, not an inch. They weren't talking, they weren't on phones, they were just standing there, still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies, and I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch and empty. Hmm. Truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on the, any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper maps we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and got only confused looks. We've traveled on that interstate... Oh, yeah, we've traveled on the interstate since, and there is no rest stop. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Scary. Scary story time. Oh, my God. Spooky. Yeah, that'd be... I would hate that. That'd be so scary. Yeah, I'd be like, um, I'm gonna go krill myself now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This next story is called It Came For Us in the Graveyard. (laughs) We were driving my friend's really old, beat-up Subaru through a massive graveyard. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was black, and and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some old-style top hat. We stupidly waved and shouted, Hi! He didn't show any acknowledgement and continued sitting still on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water, and then vanished in thin water about halfway on the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start, and we heard something banging in the back of the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so we'd hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise on the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to give, to come give us a boost, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. Scariest part. The next 30 minutes were spent trying to get the car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt this heavy pressure around us. Ooh. Finally, the car started and she hit the pedal to the metal. We sped out of the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates. All of our phones regained service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there, and it was not animal or human. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to make it a little bit dramatic. Yeah, no, I love that. You did it amazing. It was very dramatic. I was like in tune. I was like not even talking. I'm just like listening. Let's go. Bruh. Bruh. Next story. It was good to see an old friend. When I was 37, I went to my high school reunion. I flew into the nearest airport and rented a car. The distance was about 35 miles through a very rural and almost abandoned part of the country. 
About three miles outside of town, I see someone on the side of the road flagging me down. It turned out that it was one of the guys I had attended school with, Jim, not his name, gets in the car and we start talking. I had not seen him in 20 years, but he still looked the same, maybe a little older. We get to town and I ask him if he wants to come to the VFW and have a drink. He says, no, just take me home. Jim pa Jim's parents had lived only a few blocks from my grandmother's house, and I turned in that direction, but he said to take him to the outskirts of town. There was a mobile home park out there, and I figured that is where he lived. When we reached the end of the turnoff, he said, just drop me here. It was good to see you again, and he walks off into the night. I got to the VFW, met some of my old classmates, and we started to talk. As we are talking about who is coming to the reunion, I mentioned that I had just picked up Jim three miles east of town and had dropped him off. Everyone gets quiet. Even the guy singing karaoke stops and lays down the mic. My cousin goes white as a new t-shirt. Barb, Jim died on that curve eight years ago, rolled his car. We were all at his funeral. I was told. I started to feel really dizzy and went out to the car to take some deep breaths. There on the seat is the local... There on the seat is the local newspaper printed eight years previously containing Jim's obituary. I still have the paper. Scary. Scary. He's your ghost friend. It's the ghost friend you picked up on the road. He just wanted a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Hell hath no fury for a woman scorned. It's Ooh. a very, very short story. After we moved into our home, we were told a woman had died there at the hands of her abusive husband. She hated men. My dad would wake up with scratches all over himself, and whenever my brother was mean to my sister or I, he would have scratches on him as well. One day, my brother hurt our sister. He hit her with something. When he woke up later that night, he had a horrible bloody nose. The day we moved out, my brother accidentally broke his twist. Oh, broke his twin's arm trying out a wrestling move. He swears that he would have died that night if I wasn't, if it wasn't our last night in the house. Ooh. Does that story hit home? It does hit home. <laughs> kind of wish I had a ghost to go be like <laughs> Right. Siblings ass every time they put a hand on Right? Me. That would be nice. All right. Our next story. Death came for him. I was standing in my parents' room talking to my very sick dad at the time. He was dying of stage 4 cancer. I got the feeling something was behind me. I looked towards the doorway to the living room and something about 4, 6 and fully black is peeking around the corner with its hands on the door frame. I ran towards it and it slipped back around the door. When I got outside the doorway, there was nothing. My dad was completely confused when I stepped back inside the room when I tell him. Pretty fucking brave running after just, a just dark figure. towards little 4-6 creature just... Was it 6-4 or 4-6? Four, 4-6. Six? Four, six. So tiny. It was small. Tinier than me. Yeah. I'm I not running, running at that, though. <laughs> I'm not running at shit. Um, people who stayed at my house in my dad's final days claimed to have seen it. My mom saw the figure on multiple occasions in multiple places until he passed away. We haven't seen it since. Okay. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Oh. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay. 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 Maybe move. Well, I guess you don't yeah, have to move probably. now. I'm yeah, sorry I guess that, that happened. <laughs> my mother attracted evil. Same, bro. No kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> After my parents divorced when I was a teenager, I lived with my mother. 
I experienced lots of paranormal happenings. Several times when I was reading in my bed, the room would start to feel really icy. Next, it would feel as if something slash somebody that hated me was staring at me. When I got the feeling, I would leave the room and come back an hour later. Sometimes during the day, I would see a shadow figure sneaking along my bedroom walls. Something in the flat was pretending to be my dog. I went into my room and heard a deep growl from under the bed. My dog wasn't capable of making a noise that, that deep. It sounded like either a really big dog or a man was doing his best dog impression. Ooh. <laughs> Other times, my dog would whimper and pace in the next room, to my, or in the room next to mine, but wouldn't come when called, as if he was afraid of something in the hallway. When I moved in with my father, the paranormal activity stopped. Why are you blaming that on your mom? Yeah, it was like this is because my mom. It's because of the house. It's not because of the house or nothing. No. Oh my god. I have kind of a creepy story. Ooh, go ahead. Um, so the other night, Cassidy called me at work, like, freaking out because she had thought that someone had broken into the house. Mm-hmm. Because one of our window thingies is looks like someone tried to break into our house. I'm just going to be really honest. Yeah. Um, it's like the screen is all, like... Jacked up. Jacked up. Like, yeah. It looked like someone tried to get in. And so we're always worried about that window. Well... Cassidy one night swore to God that she heard someone going, hey. Oh, hell no. Like three times she thought that she heard someone say, doing that hey like that. Ew, like no Like a creepy thanks. low hey. Yeah. And Cassidy, she's not one to fuck around like <laughs> no. that. No. She swear to goes, what? What? Excuse me? <laughs> the fuck was that? Yeah. And like got up. And yeah. Then, um. She called me immediately, and I was like, hey, what's going on? And she told me, and she was like, I swear to God, like, I thought I heard this. And she, like, like, in the bedroom? In or the, She was in the bedroom still. But like she thought sleeping? she heard it, like, outside. No, she was just in the bedroom on her phone. Mm. And so she thought that she heard it, like, coming from the kitchen, where that window is. Oh, And so we were like, that. oh, ho, 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 ho. So Y'all I need a weapon. Yeah, no, we do. I have a baseball bat in my car, but... I, that doesn't, doesn't help. Do you a whole lot doesn't in your car? Doesn't do me a whole lot in my car. And <laughs> bring that in. Um, I'm like left it in my car because I was like, yeah, I, I might need this one day. Did she go check it out, or she just stayed in the room? I don't actually remember if she. I think she might have gone to check it out. But yeah, she did eventually go and check it out. And I'd then, be scared to check it out just because I wouldn't have any weapon. Yeah. If I had a baseball bat, I definitely would be going to check I it out. I think she grabbed something. Right. I don't remember what she grabbed, but her I plan would've... is to throw like um, our sensi. Because it's a big ass, Hell yeah. heavy ass, bulky ass shit. Bulky ass shit that we can just rip out of the wall and throw at somebody. Because either two things, either one, ghosty scariness. Ghosty scariness. Or two, considering where you live, creepy homeless person. Someone trying to break <laughs> in, yeah. And but why would they be like, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. But <laughs> she's pretty sure that it was, she thinks that it was Keely, like, snoring. Because Keely was in the living room. She does snore. And Keely snores like that sometimes, yeah. where she kind of has that, that low, like, nah, Yeah. <laughs> <can't do> it. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, she's back. Nah, like, if I was by myself, I definitely would have just stayed in my room and was like, oh, 
Oh, fuck. Then she was by herself. She had Kermit, but Kermit didn't bark. Right. And so that's why she Kermit, was kind of like, yeah. okay, maybe it's not someone because Kermit didn't freak out Kermit about it. Kermit like, would definitely if, barked. Yeah, if someone was breaking in the house, Kermit would have went barked ballistic. He would have yeah. been freaking out. That's a good thing about having a dog that barks yeah. at literally every yeah, person Kermit, that walks away. Yeah, no, and Kermit is... He's a good boy. He would have a next level type of like freak out, growl, bark kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. If someone was trying to, if someone was trying to come in, or someone was like creepily coming into our house, or trying or to come walking to our door, around, yeah. or walking around, because like look, people trying to look can't in the even, window. Yeah, people, people can't walk by on the street without him barking. So. Yeah, and if a stranger breaks in the house, like I, I do hope that he would react accordingly. I think you guys should like grab one of your friends that haven't come over. And, like, stage something of, like, them just walking into the back door or some shit like that and see what he would do. Yeah. Like, see if he would, like, sleep. go off his fucking, fucking rocker, rocker or not. Yeah, that's true. If he would, like, bark his shit Because he either off. is going to do one of two options. <laughs> He's either going to lose his shit and go absolutely ballistic and possibly bite someone. Yeah. Or he is going to bark and then be like, Run. oh, Hi. Hi. And try to talk to them. Or I guess three. Third option. He is going to Well, he's going to at least bark. Yeah. You know that much. We know at least he's going to bark. I feel like the majority of dogs, unless they're already kind of like the aggressive type, the majority of dogs are going to bark, but like continue to back up and like with their tail between their legs. Yeah. The majority of them are still going to bark their head off, but like are going to like... Once the person like steps near them, they're gonna be like, "Oh hell no!" Oh, run, oh, run around no. the corner and continue to bark, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, because like I think about like the fact that like Cassidy and I can't even playfully like smack each other's asses without Kermit <laughs> being like, Rah! Yeah. Don't do that. Don't fucking do that to each other. He hates that. Yeah. He's never, you know, like aggressive about it. Yeah. But he'll he'll bark at you and oh, he'll yeah. jump at you and be like, "Don't do that!" And he'll he, playfully give you a little, yeah, you know. Yeah, you should definitely have one of your friends, probably specifically male friends, because that's the majority of people who break into houses are unfortunately male. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have one of them put some like heavy clothing on so that if they do get bit, they don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. But like, come into the window or the back door and see what he does. Like, sometimes, sometimes throughout the day or the night, we'd have to possibly like pack someone up into like a safety suit. Yeah. To do that. But it's yeah. no suit, basically. Yeah, that's true. Well, on to the next story. That's yes. not a creepy, not real story. I mean, it, it is, I it's mean, a real story. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Half of these red stories aren't like, you know. Yeah. All right. Evicted by a ghost. <laughs> oh, what sucks. Damn, son. Damn, son. Shortly after college, I got married. We immediately moved into a basement apartment because that's all that was available within our budget. This place had a poltergeist, and my wife was terrified. Whatever resided there with us made it clear it wanted to be left alone. Dishes, glasses, and other items would fly off the shelf. My wife was hit several times. There was always an ominous feeling like we were being watched. At night, when we walked through the apartment in the dark, there would be insanely bright flashes of light that would illuminate the entire room. One night, while we were going to bed, As soon as my wife and I walked into the bedroom, we heard a voice from nowhere say, My name, move. My wife looked at me. I looked at her. I said loudly, You've got it, bud. We moved out two days later and stayed with family. The old lady who owned the place died a few months later, and the house was torn down. It was still an empty lot to this day. 
Nothing but grass and a tree. I still drive by it every now and again. Scary. That's my reaction to a ghost. You got it, bud. Yeah, you got it. You got I'm going. it. We're going. I'm leaving. We're done. We'll leave. Okay, bye. Leave us alone for a day. Just give us a give us a second. We'll right. get our shit together and we'll go. What if that lady died because the ghost killed her? Maybe. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. Next story, the death march. My dad used to work as a correctional officer at the rural prison. He drove the perimeter of the property for his entire shift. Love that shift, by the way. (laughs) Where he would check empty buildings for runaway inmates. It was generally a boring job. It really is. I used to be a correctional officer, for people that don't know. (laughs) I loved perimeter because it was super easy, but it was super boring. (laughs) One night, my dad was parked on a hill reading a magazine when he started to feel this a thumping in his body. He described it as a feeling you get when speakers are playing a song that has that have really heavy bass. He put the magazine down and checked his rearview mirror where he saw someone outside the truck. He grabbed his pistol and jumped out of the truck with his weapon drawn. Outside the truck, he realized it was a procession of Native Americans walking through the truck and directly through his seat, only to disappear at the exact spot he was sitting. He said it was clear they were ghosts because many of them appeared injured. This went on for a few seconds, and then the whole procession disappeared. He called the other perimeter guy on his walkie to try to explain, and the other guy almost immediately stopped communicating. Turns out the other guy had seen this happen before but didn't believe in ghosts, so he wouldn't talk about it. Ooh. Damn, I thought it was going to be a little bit more scary, but it's yeah. just... It's just ghosts. Native American ghost. Walking. They didn't give us like a backstory. I know. Like, what the fuck? Why are they walking? <laughs> Why are they walking? Why are they marching? It's probably for the trailer to use. Probably. probably. I had a lot of spookiness when I was driving perimeter on night shift. That seems like it would be spooky. Nighttime? No. Nope. Because you feel like you like hear things or see things. Because especially where I worked, where there was like nothing but surrounding it by wood but like woods woodsy areas oh no which is why we also had so many people throwing shit over the fence oh like people from the outside yeah from contraband Mm -hmm. would just come and throw shit over the fence yeah all the time damn that's like the only way they really got contraband was people running up to the fence and throwing it over damn okay all right next story the demon's room i worked as a forensic nurse in a hospital lockup unit We had one older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon she would call Tiberis. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit. We'd go into the room, do normal care, leave, and seconds later she'd start screaming bloody murder. We'd run into the room to find her looking like she'd been in a fight with the boxing champ. Bloody lip, black eye, markings all over her body. No one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself. Things would get moved around in the room by themselves. At one point, she was in protective restraints because the doctor thought she was hurting herself. There was no way she could have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints, but new marks would always appear or her tray slash cart would be across the room. The room was secure, so there was no way someone else was doing this. When we asked her questions, she'd just say it was Tiberis. After she was discharged, we'd always had trouble with that room. If there was going to be a rapid response or code, it happened in that room. One night, a guard reported lights blinking on and off. It was that room. Ooh, wee, yeah. Scary. I, hey, I like working at the prison. 
I definitely like experienced a lot of ghosty shit, especially on the night shift. Like when all the inmates are locked down, I would swear to God, like while I'm out, you know, walking the the unit and like checking cells and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would swear to God I would see someone like run across, and I'd go down there and like look and shit, and like everybody's fucking asleep. That's scary. Or I'd see someone like in the shower. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, get out of the fucking shower. Like, you're supposed to be locked down. And I'd go over there and there's nobody in the fucking shower. Ooh. And I'd hear footsteps all the fucking time and shit. No. Thank yeah. you. Well, you think about it, people, a lot of people die in prison. That's true. So you get a lot of, like, mad people. Like, yeah. upset people die in prison. So, like. They angry. They angry and they died. Vengeful spirits. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Oh, that was actually the last um story okay good but i did want to read the shortest scary story ever okay go ahead all right this, this is the shortest scary story ever the last man on earth sat alone in a room there was a knock on the door uh, that's it <laughs> <laughs> um, um no thanks yes all right. yeah well, thanks for tuning in to listen to these scary stories. Scary we hope stories. that they scared you. I think we'll definitely find some real nice spooky ones for October. Oh yeah, get during, ready. Like we're we love Halloween, so love like Halloween. Get fucking ready for the Halloween season because we've been wanting, we've been waiting for this one. <laughs> we were waiting for this one. We had an original plan last year to start the podcast on a Halloween episode and it didn't happen it did not happen no we weren't there yet yeah now so we're finally here october is coming up and i'll be moving in october so we might be in a new spot because once i move we'll be doing it at my house yes i'm so excited i'm ready i'm super excited i hope y'all are excited because we are we are thank you for listening yes thank you so much for listening to episode 11 of the just two queer podcast how are you